Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. New York-born, New Orleans-based singer-songwriter Louise Cappy is our guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. She is the daughter of the late great New York jazz guitarist Al Cappy. Her powerful, explosive, humorous, and soul-stirring performances have placed her in what some people call a genre of her own. Her new single, Hope, is due out this fall. Louise, hi. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me today. You are in <laughs> Louisiana. Do I have that right? Yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans. Cool. Yeah. How's the yep. weather down there? Oh, don't even ask. Don't ask. It's, <laughs> it's hot as heck. Yeah. Hot as hell. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's it's hot in Virginia, so I'm sure you're hot in Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the whole country was really hot Uh, yeah well that's another topic we could talk forever about how hot it is and how much water we need and all that kind of stuff but that's not what we're here for we're here to talk about you and your music um so um you are a jazz singer are you an instrumentalist as well well i um not real i play piano i can find my way around and so i use it for when i'm writing songs okay but in terms of accompanying myself, no. I leave that to uh, my band who have master's degrees in okay. guitar <laughs> and yeah. bass. And, yeah. Yeah. So, no, as far as being able to get around uh, a keyboard, the right, uh, that's about it. Yeah, okay. So yeah. tell me a little bit about your singing um, start. How, how did that become a thing for you that you wanted to pursue? Well, you know, I guess it's kind of like in my DNA. My dad was uh, a very well-known jazz guitarist in New York. That's where I grew up. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And so from the time I was born, uh, we were, you know, I was listening. I developed a really good ear. And then um, even as a little girl, uh, we used to, he, he would play, uh, have his guitar. I was four years old and we'd play around with songs. You hmm. know, Mary had a little lamb, stuff yeah. like that. Well, when I got into high school, I started to get very serious <clears throat> about singing. He would take me on club dates and let me just observe and then eventually bring me up with the band to sing, okay. you know, a couple of tunes here and there. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I always, this is what I always wanted to do. And this is the only thing I'm really good at. (laughs) (laughs) Was there a time that you can recall when you sort of knew this is where you were headed? Did you pursue this in high school, post high school as a, as a hobby side venture? When, when did it click? Well, right out of high school, actually, um, I, which was uh, when the earth was cooling. Uh, <laughs> I, when I was in high school, my 
teacher, my choral teacher, was a really great piano player. Mm-hmm. And so he said, when you graduate, let's start working together. Hmm. So cool. that was my first professional, without my dad, kind of, kind of thing that we did. And so we would do club dates and things like that. And so that was my first time. And yeah. then that's when I realized, this is it. This is what I want. Yeah. But of course, then, you know, I, I got married, I had kids, and it, to me, it just wasn't right to be uh, running around to nightclubs at night when I, you know, had babies at home. So I kind of put things on hold for a while. Was all of this while you were in New York? No, we actually had moved to Florida. Oh, okay. Which, nothing much was happening anyway <laughs> with music, you know. So uh, that, um, and then when we we moved to New Orleans, uh, it's been over twenty years now. I guess it was ninety eight, and the kids were bigger. And I said, "This is the place." Now I'm gonna dig in. Yeah, and yeah, that's where it really it start it all started. Did you? It hasn't stopped. Did you go there um, with music? As a plan, or or was did music develop once you arrived? Well, it's kind of weird. It, um, we I wanted to come here, and then my my husband looked into the job that he was working at had a branch here oh, in New Orleans, okay. uh-huh. and so we were able to. You know, because when I first got here, it took me a while to make connections and, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of thing. So uh, we needed somebody bringing an income. So it, it all kind of, you know, it, it, it all kind of worked that way. It just felt like the whole direction of my life was bringing me here. So yeah. it, it worked. Yeah. Of course, jazz mm-hmm. is known for its, or New Orleans is known for its uh, a particular style of blues and jazz. Right. Is there Very a community, like, w- when you got there, did you sort of know where you were headed? Is there a community where you can, you know, if you're in Nashville, you you, you know, you go downtown and you start making connections and you figure out where everybody's at and, and start to find your way around that way. It, does it kind of work the same with, with that style of music in, in the New Orleans area also? Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot of trad, trad jazz. Uh-huh. And then you have some contemporary uh, modern jazz, some of the cats here are, you know, they do that. Uh, the tourists love the trad, original. Sure. Yeah. I mean, they like that New Orleans trad music, which I did. Uh, what I did was, uh, I just, nobody knew who the hell I was, so I just went to clubs at night and sat in. Okay. Get a drink, sit there, and when there's a break, as you know, whoever the band leader was, one of them was uh, Delcio Marsalis, you know, one of the Marsalis kids. Sure, yeah. Wise, not kids. And he had an orchestra, the Uptown uh, Uptown Jazz Orchestra. And I would go there and ask him if I could sit in, and, you know, he'd let me come up and do a tune or two. And I did that in a lot of the other clubs and handed cards out. And yeah. finally was able to... Get my own, start getting my own gig. Okay. And you mentioned earlier writing music, so I presume that you have originals that you perform as well as covering 
tunes? Yeah. So, you know, I did jazz for a long time. I grew up with it. And um, uh, a few years ago, uh, I, I want to say maybe five, maybe more, I decided I wanted to... I love doing covers. And, I mean, I've done covers of R&B as well. Mm -hmm. My last album, Melange, uh, there was a lot of R&B and blues. There were four originals on the album. And uh, I enjoy covering and, and, you know, making them my own. But I had a lot of things I wanted to say, especially during COVID. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, you know, just put pen to paper and got it all out. So, yeah, the entire album, Hope, is original. Yeah. We're going to pause for just a moment. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Of course, every flavor of music has its own feel to it as a finished product. At its core, when you're writing a song, do you hear melody? Uh, you know, if you're writing a pop song, if you're writing a... Uh, a root song or a bluegrass song or a jazz song right. the, the end product sounds completely different uh, lyrically of course it's it's just your feelings um right. you know at its core do, so when you're putting these your original material together um do, do you do you hear melodies as well or are you, are you in the beginning just expressing feelings you know it depends it uh sometimes it's a melody that i have in my head uh, and then according to what it feels like, is it a blues feel, is it a jazz feel, mm. um, then, uh, you know, I'll start writing some lyrics to it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's the lyrics first, and then I find the, it's the lyrics, and then, well, this will be a great blues. Let's put some a blues format behind it, mm -hmm. um, or a jazz format, or whatever it feels like. I, you know, I, I do come from a jazz background very much, you know, heavily, but the album is a, is very, it's adult contemporary with jazz and blues fusion in it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And the blues That's, side of it for you comes from where? You know, New Orleans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love, like, I, I love to listen to, um, uh, um, what's her name? Etta James. Oh, sure, and yeah. Bonnie, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. And, I mean, there's just so many great blues people. And, and then I love Ella Fitzgerald and... You know that whole yeah. yeah side of things too. So I Billy Holiday. Yeah, I, yeah. I started listening to Billy Holiday when I was thirteen. Wow. My brother gave me an album. He's a musician as well. Yeah, and or was a musician. He passed away, and he gave me this album. And he listened to this, and uh, you know, thirteen. I was listening to you know Billy Holiday, and my friends were listening to. You know, whatever pop was going on at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. Well, it's interesting as I talk to different people. Of course, our, our magazine is Americana, which is a huge umbrella. But when you start digging into the core, uh, mm -hmm. it is 
a lot of it links back to blues and mm-hmm. and the early African American music, uh, which pushes back into uh, immigrants and the music they brought with them, and then mingling all of this together, and then it springs forward into all of these new expressions that we have. And so, it's interesting to hear the connection, how how different musicians. Uh, regardless of what you sing today, the thread of how how it goes back and really all kind of connects to a central source of uh, original material where everything was birthed from in the first place. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm a product of what I was exposed to. So my music is, I I like to say contemporary, adult contemporary, of course, with the jazz, but there's jazz, there's, blues, there's rock in my music, Mm -hmm. and I, yeah, because it's, um, that's, you know, what's in me, I really, and I don't want to be just classified as a jazz singer, because I don't want to be limited to that, I want to be able to reach even a larger audience, Yeah, because I, my music really, although I do like to write music kind of like I, I'm a fan of Mose Allison, mm-hmm. and I love the funny lyrics, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's sophisticated music, but it's hilarious. And so I do have a few songs like that on the album, but I do want to write music uh, with depth. And um, that's, that's important to me, because I want to inspire people to think. Sure. Yeah. Uh, think about ideas and yeah. and and, and, and uh, spark imagination in a positive direction. Yeah. Because I think that's lacking a lot. Yeah. In, in today's music. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that. So the new yeah. album is called Hope, and I think you also have a single by that name as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one that's out now. Yeah. And the it's album is not out. out yet, though, right? No, the album comes out September 10th. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about that, too. A lot of great, fun stuff on there, and heavy stuff, and funny stuff, and it's it's really, we had a great time doing it, my my band and I. And all of these are original? All original, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, the only song, uh, uh, it's an original, it's Beautiful Dreams. Uh, I wrote the lyrics, and my band wrote the music to that song, okay. Beautiful Dreams. Uh, but the rest I did, and um, it, we had a great time working on them and laying them down. And I have a, a fabulous producer, but he just happens to be my son-in-law. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's cool. a, a, a real staple down here in New Orleans. He's a great piano player, and he toured with some great, people like the George French and uh, Leroy Jones yeah. and the world with them. And he's, um, uh, I worked with him and that's how my daughter met him. Okay. He comes to some of our gigs and okay, cool. I said, now he's a family member. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys out in, in Louisiana and New Orleans the, musically? Are you back out and, and playing? Yeah. Yeah, Good. although this, this week, yeah, we took a little step back. Yeah. I mean, the clubs are still open, but, you know, everybody's back to mass. You know how that's been going. Right, but, I um, know. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we're out, we're doing gigs, uh, 
and it's it's been fun. Yeah. What do you? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to ask you what you, what the plans are with this music and the album on the way, and and how you uh, hope to be able to share it. Yeah, obviously in the club scene, do you is touring something that you do? Tell me about how sharing it with the audience will work for you. Well, we are working on a tour. The album's coming out, like I said, September. I already already have uh, I have a really good base of fans up in New York. Oh, good. So we're gonna we already booked a uh, a club. It's a theater. Matter of fact, the the owner of the theater, uh, it's the Triad Theater. It's off Broadway. Um, the owner, I have played quite a bit. He has other clubs. He has a club in Harlem called Jim's Biz. And I've played there a few times, and we've become really great friends. Hmm. So he called me recently, and he said, Look, uh, you want to do a show at my theater? Um, so, because he had opened it right before COVID, and then... Uh, you know, so he's back open, and he said, come do your show, uh, you know, promote your new album. Yeah. So it's a beautiful, beautiful theater. It's called The Triad. If anybody in New York wants to come, it's in October. Awesome. Okay, October 10th. good. October oh, 10th. And we're all October 10th. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then um, we're trying to fill in some other gigs in, in New York area like Connecticut and New Jersey. So if anybody out there has a call <laughs> and you want a great band yeah. around October, yeah, let me know. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're working on that. So how far out do you plan? What's what's in the future after this record? Are you, do you are you continuously writing? Are you, are you collecting more material for a new project in advance? You know, you know what I am. I, I I haven't had a lot of time recently to write, and then of course we were working on the album. We worked on that album for a year, mm-hmm. over a year, and um, I've been writing notes of phrases or things that I hear that I would like to write about, mm-hmm. and then uh, then I can go back to that and work on it. But right now. It's a little bit of a whirlwind. Uh, Mike Stover is fabulous, and he's been keeping me hopping. Yeah, with MTS, um, yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's great, and so every day, I mean, I'm just uh, moving along. Plus, you know, we're doing gigs, and yeah. uh, so it's been busy. Good, good. Mm-hmm. So if folks want to reach out and listen to the new singles and get ready for the album coming out or check out your schedule, what's the best way to get in touch and follow what you're up to? Well, you can go to my you can go to uh, my um, website, which is uh, louisecappymusic.com. Okay. And they can also find me. It'll be on Facebook, my Facebook page, Louise Cappy Music. Uh, Instagram, um, yeah, I'm I'm on all those fancy. Yeah, uh, you can go to Spotify, iTunes, oh, good. to download yep. it. Okay. Please, please download it, <laughs> and um, and that yeah, is... and it's doing really well. It's doing really well all good. over the world. And that is yeah. Cappy with an I. Yes, C A P P I. Yeah, cool, good. Well, thank you, Louise. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about your new music and give us a little bit of your story and how you 
how you made it from New York to Florida and Louisiana, and we certainly wish you the best with the new record, and uh, love love for you to have some great success with that. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.